to provide a definition for the word woman. Yeah. Can I, can. I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. A- oh, you're not a biologist, so you don't know what a woman It takes a biologist to know what a woman is. Then you know what? I'm a biologist because <laughs> I know what a woman is. How about you, Don? Your Don's a biologist, too. How about you, Chris? How about you, Elaine? We're all biologists because we all know what women are. Look, yeah, I'll, I'll make this real simple for you, all right? I'm not a vet, but damn sure know what a dog is. <laughs> I don't have to be a vet to know what a dog is. I don't have to be a rancher to know what a cow is. Come on now, you bull crapping me all day long yesterday. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, it's good to be back. It was a good time off to catch up on a lot of work. I'll describe all that later on mm-hmm. in great right. detail. I'll go into further detail about my okay. injuries. Sure. And because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them. I have to remind you, I'm uh, not calling you out or anything because uh, Chris just reminded me, uh, you're mispronouncing that word. I, I, family had a lot of uh, property over there at a long time. It's not Lookout Road. It's Lookout! <laughs> they need to put an exclamation point at the end. All, uh, the in, caps, sign. all in caps. Yeah. I'll remember that next time around. All right. We'll just scream, look out from now. Look out! Look out! Um, So I'm going to dive on into this stuff, and then we'll just break up the monotony a little bit later on. But we we did have, uh, in in fact, Don just played a story from this guy from ABC and talking about uh, Senator Ted Cruz asking Miss Jackson if you're nasty, by the way. That's her name. (laughs) Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Don't tell me that that wasn't in your head every time you had to say her name. And every time you watched yesterday, maybe at first, that never came to mind, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. The Janet Jackson song? Right. There's an outcast song called Miss Jackson as well. I will. No, this is. Yeah, no, no. Forget that one. Janet Jackson, nasty is the one to go with. (laughs) Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. So, anyway, Ted Cruz was asking her. And and what the guy just said was Cruz asking Jackson. Well, let me put it the way he put it. Cruz asking Jackson about one children's book after another. Jackson is exasperated. So what ABC knows is you're not going to watch the entire thing. So you don't know the context of what Senator Cruz was doing. But I did. I watched the entire day yesterday. And I saw what Senator Cruz was doing. He was asking about CRT being taught at schools and the 1619 project you see because miss jackson if you're nasty is nothing more than an activist she's an activist she would be as she would be as at home with a bullhorn in in her face yelling and screaming in front of the supreme court as she would be anywhere else in, in other words she's an activist she, she's she she's not really a jurist because she made that perfectly clear yesterday. She didn't have answers for most of the questions that were tossed her way yesterday. Hardly any of them, in fact. Oh, she did her little Dido dance with her mouth. You know, Senator, thank you. And and didn't never answer to quite never said anything. Never really said anything. Yeah, in fact, you don't have to take my word for it, because I got the audio today, what you just heard, define a woman. She couldn't do it. Kennedy asked her, when does life begin? I don't have any. Oh, you want to play that one? Sure, let's do that one. When does life begin? 
in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Do you have I, a I belief? I have um, personal, religious, and otherwise beliefs that have nothing to do with the law in terms of when life begins. Do you, do you have a personal belief, though, about when life begins? I have a religious view. Religious belief? That I set aside when I am ruling on cases. Okay. When, 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 does, uh, when does equal protection of the laws attach to a, to a human being? Well, Senator, um, I believe that the Supreme Court... Um, Actually, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Don't know the I answer. Can... Don't know the answer to when equal protection attaches. And then there was one a little bit later on, linear sentences for child predators. We'll get into that. And uh, her exchange with Senator Tom Cotton and the weaker strengthening the child porn sentences. I spent a, lot of t- spent a lot of time on child porn yesterday, and it was necessary, and I'll tell you why. And then uh, we, we got that great classic audio of Kamala Harris and the passage of time. We'll, we'll get into all that, too. But first of all, back to the ABC and, and Senator Ted Cruz. What the senator was doing, and, and we've invited him to come on the show, right, Elaine? What he was doing was he was showing that she's an activist judge, right? And she's all into critical race theory and the, the 1619 Project and the whole thing. She's all about that. That's her deal. She's an activist, Right. And they're trying to put an activist on the Supreme Court for life. Once she's on there, she doesn't leave until she decides she wants to leave or she can be impeached. But uh, that, that rarely happens. So you will have a far-left radical on the Supreme Court forevermore. And that's what Ted Cruz was pointing out. And what he was asking about with these books, he asked her about a school that she is a board member of. And he asked her specifically about critical race theory being taught in schools. I don't know what that is, sir. Senator, I have no idea what critical race theory is. Well, that's a bunch of crap, and you know it, and I do too. I think she just perjured herself. Of course she knows what critical race theory is. And then he asked her about the 1619 Project, and he, t- he asked her about certain things and, and beliefs that are taught in schools. <clears throat> well, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. So then Ted Cruz, in his prosecutorial days and ways, says, well, wait a minute. You're on the school, you're on the board of such and such school, aren't you? Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. Well, here's what that school teaches. And he starts showing the books that talk about white people are bad and you're a racist when you're a child, you're born a racist if you're white. All these books that the school that she's on the school board uses. The school that she's on the school board is a critical race theory school. And here's the books. That, the, that are assigned to the children. Boom, here's one, here's the next one, here's that, and it's all anti-white crap, trope, diatribe, all anti-white diatribe. And we're talking, and, and Cruz pointed this out, we're talking kids from two years old to ten years old. I don't know, Senator. I have no idea, Senator. Well, they're not going to say this because Republicans have weaker knees than Democrats, but somebody should have said, you're full of crap, lady. (laughs) You're on the school board. You're full of crap. You do know this, and you have a history of it. But she also has a history of being soft on crime, particularly when it comes to 
child porn guys. Child porn guys. Look, here's the bottom line to her. She's just another Democratic Party robot with the same rigid and totally predictable views as the average professional class white liberal. She's a garden variety white liberal in what she believes. And because of the way she looks, she's not going to get anywhere near the vetting of a typical Supreme Court justice. Why? Because she's a black woman. That's why. And they're going to go soft on her because she's a black woman. Otherwise, boy, you're such a racist for even bringing that up. You brought up critical race theory to her. You're a racist. But when it comes to child porn, let me just sum up what she believes. Because we have gotten to a point where the Internet has child porn and it's so ubiquitous that guys can get it so, and ladies too, can get it so much easier, then we've got to have softer sentences. Who in God's name thinks that's, that's true? That's right. Well, she does, and so does Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin. The CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin. He says sentences for people possessing child porn are too harsh because the internet made such content far too accessible. That's what he said, which is exactly what she said. He's backing her up. That the, the sentences for guys who are caught with child porn are too harsh because the Internet makes it so easy to get it now. So we ought to lighten the sentences. We ought to lighten the sentences. It's also his attempt at martyrdom. Yeah, well, oh, you know that, right? Absolutely right. Jeffrey Tutupin. All right, so she doesn't quite remember the basis for the Dred Scott decision. She said that yesterday. That's one of the most important decisions concerning blacks in America. And she said, I don't, I don't remember the basis for that. She refused to join with Ginsburg and Breyer in opposing court packing, which means she's for court packing, and so on and so forth. So, of course, she's going to make it on. Because the Democrats have the votes for her to make it on. Absolutely, she's going to make it on. She's going to be a Supreme Court justice, but she's going to be an activist like Sota Mayor is an activist. These are activist women that have been appointed by activist presidents. Biden and Obama are putting activists on the, on the court. Unlike an Amy Coney Barrett, unlike a Brett Kavanaugh, unlike a Neil Gorsuch, Unlike a Clarence Thomas, pray for him today, please. These people are not activists. They're jurists that look at the law, and they, without a bias, they decide on these cases. But every time a Democrat has an opportunity to, to appoint somebody to the Supreme Court, they are an activist. And Miss Brown, if you're nasty, or, yeah, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, she is an activist. 210-599-5555. TSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. He presented all of his diplomas and certificates and the things that he had done and argued, consistent with what I was seeing in the record, that this particular defendant had gotten into this in a way that was... I thought, inconsistent with some of the other cases that I had seen. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah, it's uh, 522 at KTSA. 
Just uh, so you know what that sound was about, um, that was her answering a question as to why she gave a lenient sentence to a child predator. Well, because he showed me that he, he was going to college and, you know, he, he showed all the right uh, answers to everything. So, oh, no, he did it. I just decided I was going to go lighter on him because, you know, he just showed everything. He showed me all the documents. So I was going to go light on him. So that's who we should go light on, child porn guys and uh, child predators. Uh, none in the building this morning, of course, uh, because uh, I did the sweep. Uh, Chris came in this morning and said, hey, did you sweep? Uh, and I was like, I did that for all for the last four days. I've been sweeping. I don't want to sweep anymore. <laughs> Good Lord, I've done enough sweeping for the last four days, man. Yeah, you did some floor removal. I did floor Charles. removal, which I'm down to concrete, which means you got to sweep and sweep and mm-hmm. all that right. kind of stuff. Uh, through the entire house or just one room? Downstairs. Okay. Dude downstairs you know and it's uh, some of it was carpet that had been in there for a while and yanking the carpet up is not too bad it's those tack strips mm-hmm. and they should be called attack strips that's what they should be called <laughs> they're like porcupines all over your body man i got i got holes in my hands everywhere you look so anyway don't look um so yeah no it's uh, it did that and then uh, yesterday was shop cleaning day and I didn't realize it was that much of a mess, but it was. <laughs> I found stuff I didn't know I had. Right. Oh, where, I wonder where that drill went. I didn't I know, know I had one of those. Yeah. 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 My son does that. He'll oh, call yeah. me and say, hey, you know, guess what I found in the back of my right. truck. Yeah, exactly. I was looking for that for years. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, when, when Justin died, we just took a lot of his stuff and shoved it in the shop. And then when Dad died, we took a lot of his stuff and shoved it in the shop. And I'm like, you know, and it, and it just sat there. Yeah. Right? It's just sat there all this time. So yesterday was the day. And, man, I can feel it today. I'm walking funny, all bent over. So It's funny how after you've done this job for a while, how your body becomes accustomed to, to not doing anything, not working. any manual labor. Yeah, right. right. And then exactly when you have right. to do it, it, oh, man, I'm dying over here. Well, and I was a manual labor guy growing up. I did right. it all, man, everything yeah. in the world. Sure. And now it's like, yeah, no, not so much. Can I hire somebody to do the? I'll buy you a burger uh, if you come clean us. But uh, I, did, I did do the sweep of the building. They came to me, and I said, you know, Don carries now. But Chris said, your gun is not as big as mine. How would he know? Maybe he took a peek. Who knows? Well, that's what he said. Right. Uh, when I said, get Don to go through, because you, you, you always want me to go through the building and make sure the building is safe at, mm-hmm. you know, 2 o'clock right. in the morning. Yep. And I said, Don's got a gun. You know, he can walk through here and take a look. You know, well, his, big, his gun's not as big as yours. I, I think you'll do better. I said, that's it. That was right. the end of that discussion. Actually, I, it was just a rock. That's all I had. Oh, is that what it is? A slingshot. <laughs> that's all I had is a rock. <laughs> I think it's actually a piece of brick. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes in, yeah. a, in a pinch, that'll work. Right. All right, so here we are post-COVID, and now the CDC is changing what they're saying about how many people died. Did you know, or would you be surprised that fewer people died from COVID than what we were told? Well, hmm, shocking, isn't it? Yeah, the CDC very quietly now is lowering the death count from COVID. Not that many people died. Not as many people as we originally told you died. We were lied to on every front concerning COVID. We'll talk more about that. Los Angeles gas prices now average over six bucks. The first in the nation to average over six bucks. So the IEA, the International Energy Agency, which is pushed by our government, our government have come up with ways that we can all save gasoline 
and they want to mandate some of this stuff. In fact, they've got a, a plan that they want to put into effect with mandates. So after Don does the news at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to tell you what the mandates are, and we'll see if they come down the pike. And good luck trying to put these into effect. But anyway, we'll do that after the bottom of the hour news. And then uh, i, I got to get to this, this whole thing with uh, the vice president. You know, I've said for a long time, I'm on record very clearly that they, meaning the people who are running this show, want her out, and they want her out, and they want her out. And they have set her up on a number of occasions. She's dumb as a box of rocks. She's just stupid. She really is dumb. And so uh, they have set her up on a number of occasions for failure, and she, she's too dumb to, to know that she's being set up for failure. So she has failed on a number of occasions, and they're going to yank the rug out from her any time now and put somebody else in there who can then go into the, the big chair when Joe steps down after the midterms. So I've said that for years. I've been saying that the whole time that they've been in office, so over a year, a year and a half now. So we'll talk about that. And uh, global food shortages and all that kind of stuff. What's the latest on Putin? Have you noticed the whole war thing is like the fifth story now in a newscast? For, for weeks we heard a war, 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 die, war. Now it's like this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And well, by the way, there's a war in Ukraine. More to tell. M1071. Who's that, Don? Mr. Ace Fraley. That's exactly who that is, yes. Mr. Ace Fraley. Back in the New York groove. Kind of got him back in with Kiss for a brief moment there. That was from the individual album, wasn't it? Yeah. When they all did the individual yeah. albums, yeah. He's the only one that had a hit. Yeah, he really was. Uh, that song. That basically, um, because Beth was not on the individual album for Chris, no. was it? It was Destroyer. That's where That's yeah. where Beth came from. You're absolutely right. God, that was uh, and what a mess they were at that time, man. How many times did they have to fire those guys to try to bring them back? <laughs> yeah, and try to bring them back. Right. I mean, they actually worked on it, and and uh, Gene ended up fighting with uh, with Paul about bringing them back because Paul Paul had to. Gene finally said, "Heck with it, they're not coming back." You know, it was something to that effect. I think he. Right. I, I don't think he said heck, but probably something not. like that. Yep. Hillary's got uh, COVID. All right, she's uh, boosted vax to the max and all that. She's got COVID, so um, which you know says a whole lot for the vax. <laughs> what difference does it make? It doesn't make any difference, Hill, none whatsoever. But she asked on Twitter yesterday, "What movies?" Oh, oh, by the way, and Bill doesn't have it. Which obviously, who wants to be inside that body? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not a hospitable host for anybody at this point. It's a real doozy. It really is. Kobe <laughs> took one look at Bill and said, "No, oh, I ain't going yeah. in there. <laughs> no, no, no telling what I'm going to catch if I, I go in there." I feel like swimming in penicillin today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no telling what's in there. I ain't going in there. Uh-uh. So uh, Bill's okay, but Hillary's got it, and she just says she's got a cold, so we can laugh at it, right? Mm, right. So uh, she's asking Chris. Um, what uh, movies should she be watching while she's in quarantine? One of them is Murder, she wrote. <laughs> we were that earlier. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Good, Bad, and the Ugly? How about that? Well, there. Uh, the Exorcist, that's another good one. Uh, 13 Hours, The Secrets of Benghazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet she really wants to watch that one. Well, she might learn a thing or two. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Uh... 
By the way, Red's got it too, and she's had it a couple of times as well. It's the second time Red's, second or third time that Red's got it as well. So, any movies would you, you would recommend for Hillary to watch while she's in quarantine? Mm, hocus Pocus, first <laughs> <laughs> one that pops into my mind. But. How about you, Chris? Any movies that Hillary should watch? Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Why are we picking movies about witches? What the hell? These are all witch movies, man. We could do Outbreak. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Contagion. Contagion. See, right. I knew he'd have a whole list yeah. over here, because that's just right. the way he is. Yeah. His mind works Messed that way. Messed up little man. I like there. Murder, She Wrote. You know, it's just that it seems fitting to me. It's not a movie, but, it, you know, it's a TV series. And just the title itself fits, I think. So there it, you go. It wasn't Arkansas, but Deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Anybody recommend Primary Colors? I well, think we talked about that one. Well, that yeah, one. Primary Colors yeah. was recommended. That's the John Travolta one where he was Bill Clinton for sure. Dave. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All the president's men. That's right. What, Groundhog Day. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> So anyway, all right, so we've uh, got to figure out a way to deal with the high gas prices, right? So the International Energy Agency has a plan to review, reduce fuel use. And by the way, this is coming, it's not from the IEA. This is coming straight from the White House, and you know it, right? So here's some mandates that are not mandates yet. The, this is their working plan to help you deal with the high cost of gasoline. Working from home as much as three days a week. Work from home. Now we start getting into mandates. Car-free Sundays for cities. That cities should mandate that no one should use their car on Sundays. Cities should mandate public transport. And walking and cycling, cities should mandate that. Cities should mandate avoiding air travel for businesses. Also, traveling on night trains instead of flying. That'll work great around here, won't it? Mandating lower speed limits. Don, you're old enough to remember 55 with uh, Jimmy Cotta. That's the fir- one of the first things he did. Right. And it might have worked up there in Bangor. It didn't work down here in Texas. Can you imagine the trip you just took going 55 miles an hour across the great state of Texas? Mm-hmm. Take you six months to get across Texas right. at 55. And uh, they did it to us uh, down here. Of course, they did it you know, nationwide. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And it causes more crashes than anything else. So lowering speed limits, mandating car sharing. So what time are you going to pick me up in the morning? <laughs> I'll be ready to leave at 1220. Okay. I won't be. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the problem with mandating car sharing, isn't it? Mandating alternate private car. Oh, 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 you're going to love this. Alternate private car use. So you would be, to, to mandate this, you would be a Monday, Chris. Elaine, you would be a Tuesday. I would be a Wednesday. Don, you'd be a Thursday. And on Friday, none of us would be allowed to drive. So. On Monday, Chris, you could drive. I couldn't. Elaine and Don couldn't. This is alternate car, pub, private car use. Then on Tuesday, Elaine could drive, but the rest of us could not. On Wednesday, I can drive, but none of y'all can. And on Thursday, Don, you could drive, and the, the rest of us cannot. So you would be assigned like a day 
and you can drive on this day, but any other day you're not allowed to drive. And maybe it's a couple of days a week that you're allowed to drive, but not on Sundays. Ha-ha, <laughs> you can't get your fries. Uh, and let's see here. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all of them so far that I saw. Let's see, traveling night trains, uh, car-free Sundays, mandating public transport, the ethnic public transport, uh, lower speed, lowering the speed limits, uh, mandate car sharing. Oh, and Don, you just had the story that they're talking about a hundred dollars, giving everybody a hundred dollars a month for the rest of the year to right. deal with high fuel prices. Now, check it out. This is this whole thing that I've talked about many times because they created the problem. They did this. They did it. Joe Biden's administration did this. You and I were talking this morning. It was a dollar fifty-seven when the man took office. I took a picture of the pump. Dollar fifty-seven. They created this with all of their energy policies, and I've gone through that many times. Happy to go through it again on how they did it, but they collapsed the energy market, and they raised fuel prices in America. Had nothing to do with Putin, had nothing to do with the war in Ukraine, had everything to do with this administration's policies toward the oil and gas market in America. They created the problem. So they're now going to fix the problem by giving you $100 a month. You see how this works? Creating a whole new subset of dependents in America, creating more dependence. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll give you another $100 a month now for a problem that we created, when in fact they could fix it for everybody by allowing drilling, by, allow, by stopping the nonsense that they're doing concerning the Green New Deal, where people are not loaning money to the oil and gas businesses anymore to go out and drill more, to take down the regulations that they have put on the oil and gas businesses in the last year, which has slowed down drilling. They created the problem. They're the ones responsible for $6 a gallon gasoline in California and $4 and $5 a gallon in the state of Texas. And now they want to fix the problem by giving you $100 a month to be able to buy your gasoline. Now, for some people that I know, $100 won't buy them a tank. Oh, and they, you know the other thing they're doing is stopping you at $125. Can't buy over 100 Have you seen that? Yeah, people have a limit of 125 bucks. They get to that limit on the pump, pump turns off, rationing gasoline in America. This is where we are in America. I'm not talking about Soviet Union. I'm not talking about Venezuela. I'm not talking about China. I'm talking about the United States of America. You are not free. And you're about to have the freedom of your automobile taken away from you. Remember what I said about the COVID mandates. That when they, when they did the COVID mandates, like this dog collar called a mask that did nothing, but it was a dog collar. That's all it was. Because it, it made you feel special and, uh, it, it, you know, like I was protected or whatever. But, it, you know, and, and the other mandates that they put into effect, none of the other, none of the mandates worked. Zero mandates worked. Except for this. It forced the American people to look to the government to tell them what to do. Tell me what to do government i want you to tell me what to do which is exact and i said that at the time i said if you allow them to mandate you on covid for a public health emergency which they've never done in the past if you allow them to do it with covid they're going to do it in so many other areas of your life so watch watch they're going to do it on fuel don't use your car on sunday they're going to do it on fuel and they're going to do it on food because food is the next big scarcity item Food is the next big thing that's going to cost a bunch of money. And they are going to mandate limits on your food, too. It's a small price to pay, though, for the elimination of mean tweets. Yeah. Well, see, that is the point, isn't it? At least, And Don and I were talking about that this morning before we came on, too. At least we don't have 
orange man who was bad tweeting bad things. So, folks, we can open that up uh, to the phone lines if you want to at 210-599-5555. Um, the, the ideas that they are floating around for new mandates, new government mandates, car-free Sundays, mandating that you use public transport, lowering the speed limits across America back down to 50-55, mandating car sharing, mandating alternate private car use, or giving you $100 a month for the rest of the year to deal with the high gas prices. Do you support any of those? Tell me and tell me why. I'd love to hear from you right now. 210-599-5555. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. From Breitbart.com, John Hayward. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Thank you. It's uh, 551. Trey Ware here on KTSA 210-599-5555. Lee, you're on. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Trey. Yes. Uh, you know, I, guess, I guess they can't use COVA anymore to keep people from out of church, so I guess you can't drive there. Now, I go to church here in San Antonio, but I've got friends come in from San Hedwig. I mean, I've never seen any buses going out there. Either, ah. so. <laughs> That's a real good point, isn't it, Lee? With a car-free yeah. sun mandate that you can't use your car on Sunday, how the heck are you going to get to church, huh? Yeah, can't yeah. use COVID anymore. No. So they can keep people going to church, yeah. being with family, or anything yeah. like that. That's right. Exactly right. Good one, Lee. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. John, and the phone isn't working for me there. I'll try it again, and nope. Oh, there we go. John, you're on. Go right ahead, John. Hello, my parents uh, said that they hoped that they were not going to be alive when communism got there not to see it. How can we stop this madness? Of course, I don't support the energy plan. Yeah, how do you stop it? Well, <laughs> you just keep pounding the doors in Washington, D.C. That's all you can do at this point. And then tell all your friends about the things that they're doing, the things that you hear on this show, everybody that you know. And uh, and then in November, you got to rally everybody together and you got to get them out to vote. That's the only answer we have at this point, unless the governor does what I think we ought to do, and that's break away. Just start doing our own thing, drill our own oil, seal up our own border. Let me tell you something, folks. The border's nothing compared to when there's a bunch of hungry people down south headed this way, and that's going to happen this year. The border, 200000 a month, that's nothing. Think about 200000 a week or more when people get hungry down south. Hey, Charles, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Hey, sir. How are you doing this morning, Troy? Good. Thank you for the call, sir. Hey, I remember I talked to you a long time ago, and I talked about the elections here in San Antonio, and we only had 13% show up. Yep. And this time the No, no, no. No, 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 Charles. Let's say it the right way. Let's say it the right way, Charles. Charles, Charles, hang on. Let's say it the right way. It's not that 13% showed up. We had 87% not show up. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay, okay. But now I've got a different topic here. Okay. So we're talking about 100%. Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking $100 gas, whatever money they want to send to people. Okay. Remember what happened with the child tax credit, the $1,400, whatever that was? That was a, that was basically, a, you know, okay, I'm going to give you this up front, but we're going to take it back when you file your taxes. 
And right. that's what they're going to do when they give you $100 a month. Absolutely. All, all this is is, is vote buying. We, we, we gave, we're helping you with this. Look what Vladimir Putin did to you. Look what Vladimir Putin did. He made the gas prices go up, and so I'm going to save you. Vote for me. Vote for Democrats in November because we're going to give you $100 a month to buy gas. It's exactly what they do. Chris, line four, if you don't mind. All right, Bill, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Lee kind of stole my thunder a ways back because I was thinking the same thing. I said, it seems coincidental that they're closed, that they're going to tell you to stay up the roads on Sunday when Sunday's a church day. It was. You made it kind of hard for me to drive. When I heard that, it was kind of hard for me to drive with my spit, my head spinning around in my own car and speaking in tongues. Boy, you really got my blood pressure going up on that one. You have to go. Was, you you know, have to do the online church. You see, Bill. Corner, yeah, the wife and I go to Cornerstone Church. He's going to have a hard time pushing that one because there are three thousand people per service in that church. Not to mention his worldwide endeavor. So, I don't know. He's. Uh, they're committing political suicide. Hey, man. Hey, hey, Bill, what it is, and, and this is nothing more than lockdowns, okay? It's one lockdown after another. COVID was the beginning. Remember what I told you when they did the COVID lockdowns, when they did the COVID mandates, one right after another. Now that they know they can do it, they put a shock collar on everybody's face. Fauci was on TV on Sunday saying the masks are coming back. No, not on this face it's not. The, the mask is not coming back to this face. Fauci, you can go to hell. You can go straight to hell because, no, the mask is not coming back to this face. Uh, and, and no, you can also go to hell because I'm going to drive on Sunday if, if I want to. And I'm going to drive on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday if I want to. And I'm going to drive by myself in my car if I want to. And I'm and I'm going to get on my motorcycle and I'm going to ride if I so choose to. And you people in D.C. can go to hell. I really don't care. You can find me. Go ahead and put me in a damn gulag. Have at it. Lock me up in the gulag then. If you feel it's so important to keep my butt off the roads that you got to lock me up, have at it. Get all this you want. Have at it. Andrew, go right ahead. You're on. I just want to know who's going to be the one dragging me out of my car to enforce these Damn right. mandates. Damn right. I, I want to see who that is, too. Yep. Well, you notice, you do notice, Andrew, they have been militarizing the police. They're all wearing black now. They're all driving the big vehicles now. they all got the big guns now. They've been preparing you for this moment, preparing themselves for this moment. They go to hell. I'll drive my car or my truck or my motorcycle when I want to. I paid for those roads through my gas taxes, and I'll do it as I damn well please. Have a good day, Andrew. Great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. So she said for like four times, there's great significance in the passage of time. The passage of time is really significant because it's, a, it's, it's the passage of time. And when you consider the passage of time, the passage of time is significant because the significance of the passage of time can never be overestimated because the passage of time is the passage of time. And our children, we need to be concerned about the passage of time because our children are passing the time. Well, the significance grows greater with the passage of time. It does, exactly. 
Thank you, Kamala. Dumber than a box of rocks. But we told you that before the election that she was stupid. And it's proof. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here. There's Don. There's Chris. And there's Elaine. 210-599-5555. Now, here's the deal. Um, And I've said this since the day they got elected. She was not going to last in that position. They were going to push her out. Jill Biden does does not like her. Jill wants her gone. And if the wifey don't like you, you out. <laughs> Just so you know, if the wifey don't like you, you ain't hanging around. And wifey don't like Kamala. That whole, you know, exactly. That whole Joe is a racist thing that Kamala pulled on him. Yeah, Jill's never gotten, gotten over that. So there's a battle to remove her right now. There's a new book that's coming out May 3rd. This will not pass Trump, Biden, and the battle for America's future. Her staff is leaving, and they say they're leaving because they're frustrated. You see, she doesn't read the backgrounding material. So she goes out into these unwinnable situations that the people at the White House are putting her in. See, she's not a person in the White House, okay? And she's not one of these great thinkers. Like, Joe picked her because, oh, well, if I need somebody to come in and advise me on what I need to be doing in a critical moment, you know, that's not why he picked her. A lot of people said he picked her for, you know, as an insurance policy, you know, against impeachment, whatever. Um, he picked her because she checked the boxes. <laughs> that's the only reason. She che- The same reason he picked Miss Jackson, if you're nasty over here, she checks all the boxes. That's why. That's why Joe does anything. If If you were really concerned about the future of the country, if you cared about the country, it's kind of like in your personal life. You put together an estate plan so your children and your grandchildren are taken care of. I talk about that with you a lot with, with Matt Spawn, right? You put together an estate plan. Well, the people that you choose to succeed you, if anything, God forbid, were to happen to you, Joe's an old fart, okay? Anything could happen. So you put people in place that could run the business, the family business, if anything happened to you. Well, in this case, he picked Kamala, knowing that she just there's no way she can run the family family business because she's dumber than a box of rocks. And then to make it worse on her, they give her the, the border without any policy. Then they give her Ukraine without any policy. She goes over there and doesn't have answers for the questions. And she, uh, friend indeed, friend in need, help me out, you know. So they've given her all these for sure failure things that she's got to go out and be the face of. And they're just setting her up on purpose. But she's not smart enough to figure that out and to know what to do with it. She's just dumb. And so when she's asked a question about the passage of time, she says the passage of time is, is, is significant because it's the passage of time. And w- when we're passing time, it's really significant to have a passage of time because the passage of time is significant. Now, look. We didn't get much better out of the Supreme Court nominee yesterday. This is a radical leftist that Joe Biden is about to put on the court. Democrats are about to put on the court. In fact, Chris, if you don't mind, let's go through a couple of these sound bites with her. Because I watched the whole thing yesterday so that I could bring some sound to you today. I'm going to start with the Blackburn deal. Senator Blackburn was asking her about defining a woman. Can can you define a now? Now, you know how I've always said... To define who you are, look down. And I'll say that to her. But this was that exchange. Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? 
not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. I'm not a biologist, so I can't provide a definition for the word woman. Again, look down. Now, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. I don't have to be a vet to know what a dog is. And I guess because I know what a woman is, I must be a biologist. (laughs) Call me Dr. Ware, please. Here's uh, John F. Kennedy, Senator John F. Kennedy, and Miss Jackson, if you're nasty about the beginning of life. When does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Do you have I, a I belief? I have um, personal, religious, and otherwise beliefs that have nothing to do with the law in terms of when life begins. Do you, do you have a personal belief, though, about when life begins? I have a religious view. Religious belief? That I set aside when I am ruling on cases. Okay. When, 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 does, uh, when does equal protection of the laws attach? Good question. Good one. To a, to a human being. Well, Senator, um, I believe that the Supreme Court... Um, Actually, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Don't know the answer to it. I do. Okay. Yeah. Big difference between Amy Coney Barrett sitting there with her notepad from the hotel and the pen she brought from the hotel. Remember that? She was asked, can I see your notes? And she held up the hotel notepad with the pen from the hotel. She answered every question. She had an answer for every question. There's a big difference between that and what we saw yesterday. There was also this whole thing about uh, religion. You remember... Your Catholicism makes me really upsetting. It really is upsetting to me. Your Catholicism is really upsetting to me. Not a question at all aimed at her yesterday concerning that. I want to tell you something about her. Study her and you'll find a radical activist, critical race theory 1619 project supporter who would be just as comfortable with a bullhorn in front of the Supreme Court screaming as an activist as she would be anywhere else. Screaming as an activist. That's what she is. She's an activist. And Joe Biden wants to put her on the Supreme Court for life, and she'll go on the Supreme Court for life. Why? Well, number one, the Democrats have the votes. They're in power. That's number one. Number two, because she is a black woman, she's going to be treated with kid gloves because nobody wants to be branded a racist. None of those guys sitting up there want to be go down in history as the guy who, who got tough questions aimed at her direction. But let's go to the one where she answered about a lenient sentence to a child predator and there was a lot of talk yesterday about child porn you see she believes now because child porn is ubiquitous because we have the internet that the laws need to be lessened toward uh guys that possess child porn in fact jeffrey tubin said the same thing yesterday on cnn that because you know back in the day when you had to order it through the mail you know, we could be a little more strict on, on child possession of child porn. But now because it's on the Internet everywhere, we should lessen the penalties on child porn. She did that with a child predator, and she was asked about that yesterday. He presented all of his diplomas and certificates and the things that he had done and argued, consistent with what I was seeing in the record, that this particular defendant had gotten into this in a way that was, I thought, inconsistent with some of the other cases that I had seen. 
part of what a judge is doing as required by Congress is thinking about this case, thinking about unwarranted sentencing disparities, that's in the statute, other cases, other determinations that a judge may have made about this. I don't remember in detail this particular case, but I do recall it being unusual. Uh Unusual. So there you go. Uh, a radical will be put on the Supreme Court in the next month or so. A far-left radical will be put on the Supreme Court. And to join another far-left radical, Sonia Sotomayor. What what a contrast between Amy Coney Barrett. What a contrast between her and uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. What a, what a contrast between her and Clarence Thomas. What a contrast between her and Neil Gorsuch and Sam Alito and guys like that. Uh, by the way, pl- pray for Clarence Thomas. He's had the flu, been in and out of the hospital with the flu. But anyway... What a contrast that every time a Democrat is in office, they purposefully put a far-left radical on the Supreme Court. And it just seems like when Republicans are in office, well, some Republicans, some Republicans put leftists who are act, uh, acting like they're uh, conservatives, Justice Souter, if you remember, and, and the current Chief Justice, John Roberts, uh, they are leftist Democrats that were appointed by Republicans. But you got some fine justices on the Supreme Court right now. Neil Gorsuch is probably Sam Alito. Clarence Thomas is the best we've ever seen in the history of the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas is the best jurist that has ever sat on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas, the best ever in the history of the United States of America. And they're going to put another radical, screaming leftist up there. And it'll happen. It's going to happen because they got the votes. And uh, But if you follow along with what she's saying and you follow along with her record, she's a leftist nut job. Speaking of leftist nut jobs, um, they've got a plan on how they want you to deal with the high cost of fuel. Are more mandates coming our way? We're going to talk about that and take your phone calls at 210-599-5555. Meanwhile, the Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Certified Pre-Owned Center in New Braunfels was recently hit by a hailstorm, and the damage was small. But their loss is your gain because now you can take advantage of low posted prices plus get extra hail discounts on the entire inventory at their certified pre-owned center only located on 35 near Ruka Road in New Braunfels. Now you can choose from a huge selection of certified pre-owned Ram trucks and Dodge and Chrysler cars and SUVs and vans all clearly posted with hail sale discounts. And for your convenience, they're open extra hours on weekends in March from 8.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can shop in person online at bbdodge.com or by the phone. So why don't you take that uh, short drive to New Braunfels. Discover the savings during the hail sale at their certified pre-owned center on I-35 North Dararuka Road. Or go to Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram, the number one volume Ram truck dealer in Texas, where price is the difference. Hey, it's going to be breezy all week. High today of 70, high tomorrow of 77, and a high on Friday of 84. Right now. To determine. Okay, but if you watched yesterday, you found out, you learned that in every case, she ruled and gave penalties and sentences way below. Way below, first of all, the sentencing guidelines, and second of all, what the prosecutors were asking for. The prosecutors themselves were under sentencing guidelines, and then she went below what the prosecutors were asking for. By a number of different percentages, in one case, over 24% lower than what sentencing guidelines and the prosecutor was asking for. We're talking about child predators here. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, thieves that, that picked up a candy bar. We're talking about guys who prey on little children. 
and she was giving them an easy way out. But she's a radical. That's what radicals do. Radicals don't believe in prison. Radicals don't believe in punishing bad guys. Radicals don't believe that we should reward those who apply themselves. I know y'all had the discussion this week. I brought it up with Elaine the other day. Radicals don't believe there ought to be valedictorians in schools. Because, you know, you know, that's just rewarding hard work. We don't want to reward hard work around here. In fact, we want to, re- we want to reward laziness with $100 a month for the rest of the year for these high gas prices. That's what the Democrats want to put into play. Now, the International Energy Agency's got a plan to reduce fuel use. I brought this up in the last half hour. I wanted to bring it up again with you, new listeners at the top of the hour, and see what you think at 210-599-5555. Remember when I told you that when they got away with mandating stuff concerning COVID, like the face mask, all this other crap, all the shutdowns and everything that they were able to mandate, closing churches and all that, that it would be easy for them to mandate anything they want to mandate in the future. Well, now they're coming along and saying, well, what about lowering speed limits? Remember 55 back in the Jimmy Carter days? And it took you six months to get across the state of Texas at 55? Well, let's do that again. They want to mandate car sharing. They want to mandate alternate private car use. You're a Monday, I'm a Tuesday, she's a Wednesday. That's the only day you can use your car. They want to mandate car-free Sundays. They want to mandate public transportation and walking and bicycling. They want to mandate less air travel for business. These are the things that they're talking about doing to deal with high energy prices, high fuel prices. Now, it's real simple to deal with high fuel prices. Go in and reverse every policy that Joe Biden has put into place since he became president concerning fuel. That's it. I fix it overnight. Open up the lands for drilling. Get the government out of this mess with all these new regulations that he put on the drillers and the, and the oil companies. Tell them we're not going to penalize you if you invest in oil production. We're not going to penalize you. You're not going to be a pariah. You're not going to be kicked off of Wall Street. You're not going to be banned. In fact, we're going to celebrate you if you'll drill for more oil. Get more oil and gas out of the ground, please, and thank you very much. And guess what? They will do it. They'll deliver it to the market. And you'll see gas prices at the pump go down from $4, well, there's $6 averaging in Los Angeles, but go down from $4 average around here, go right back to $1.50 or thereabouts where it should be. But now, car-free Sundays, where you won't be able to drive your car on a Sunday. We had a caller last hour and said, well, that's one way to keep you out of church like like they did with COVID. Can't go to church. Got to shut the churches down. So then naturally gonna, they're going to prorate the insurance rates aren't they yeah oh you got a big big picture of that happening uh lowering the speed limits again let's go back to 50 55 mile an hour because that worked so well when we did it before mandate car sharing you only got one person in this car we got to pull you over and give you a ticket because you're supposed to have more than one person you got to mandate carpooling that's the kind of stuff that they're talking about and they want to give you a hundred dollars a month for the rest of the year see they create the problem they blame it on somebody else. They're blaming it on Putin, which is not true. And then they turn around and they say, we can solve the problem. If you'll vote for us in November, we'll fix it for you. Does anybody, does anybody get the game here? Is anybody hip to the trip on how they play this game? They create the problem, then they're going to fix it for you. Well, I believe the guy that was stealing gas the other day on the video, he was screaming, blame Putin, as he was driving away. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. 
I'm going to tell you about Broadway Vascular Blanco in 410. It's Dr. Dallas Broadway. He is world-renowned. He's an authority in minimally invasive outpatient vascular procedures. Um, you know, poor circulation is a huge problem. A lot of people sleep with their feet hanging off the bed, or some try to sleep standing up. Some get ulcers on their feet and on their ankles and stuff like that. It's so painful, and you can't get any relief from the pain because it's poor circulation. It's down in your veins. It's a vascular situation. And it can be even worse because you can lose a limb. And, and you know, diabetic neuropathy and patients with diabetic neuropathy, they, they know that better than anybody else. So you're getting disrupted sleep. You're having pain. It hurts to walk. Uh, it hurts just to sit. And that's a circulation issue. You can try all the rubs and salves in, in the world. You can tape every you know, pain pill you want to in the world, and you just can't get any relief. And that's why I recommend Broadway Vascular. Go see them and get a free consultation. Because in most cases... He can institute this minimally invasive outpatient procedure that's performed in about an hour. Then you go home, and he can save the limb and save you from a whole lot of pain in the process. And that's Dr. Dallas Broadway at Broadway Vascular. Find out more. He's at the corner of Blanco and 410 and on the phone at 210-465. And FM 1071. When does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um... I don't know. <laughs> There's a whole lot of that yesterday and a whole lot of... Uh, Senator Ted Cruz. But never answering any of the questions. In fact, when asked, can you, can you, you know, describe a woman? You know, can you define a woman? To which, you know what I say, I say, look down. Her answer was, I'm not a biologist. My answer is... I'm not a vet, but I dang sure know what a dog is. Let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. John Hayward is on here with me again from Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero, Year One. And, and John, it's, it's, it was clear to me yesterday watching all this testimony. She's just another far-left activist who would be just as happy and comfortable in front of the Supreme Court with a bullhorn as she would be anywhere else that they're trying to put on the court. Clear. And also, I'm wondering, uh, did President Biden consult a biologist to make sure that she is indeed female? Exactly. The nominee had to be black and female. That was the top criteria. Nothing else mattered but that. And this is what we're getting. You know, we get somebody that can't even answer basic questions when you do Supreme Court hires that way. But, I mean, is she certified female? I mean, this is just, it's the height of absolute absurd lunacy, and, and it's the weakest performance I've ever seen. I know this is all about tribalism now and blind partisanship, and nobody on the left thinks she had a bad day yesterday, but she was an absolute train wreck. She shouldn't be running a donut shop, never mind serving on the Supreme Court. She's dishonest as the day is long. She was repeatedly caught lying, 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 lying about knowing what the 1619 Project is, lying about knowing what critical race theory is, just one ridiculous lying evasion after another. Well, let's give let's give one of those examples because Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, said, "What do you think about CRT being taught in school?" Well, senator, I believe that's uh, just an academic exercise that is taught in the universities. It's not taught to kids in schools. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You're on the board of such and such school, are you not? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I am. Yes. And do you have children there? Young children at that school? Are there young children that attend that school? Yes, there are. I believe they start in preschool, age two, and they go on up. Okay, good. Well, so why are you teaching critical race theory at that school? What are you talking about? Well, how about this book and this book and this book? And he started to show the, the examples of the books that are 
uh, assigned reading material at that school where she is a board member, and all of them about how white people are bad. If you're white and you're born, you're born a racist just because you're white and all that. Every one of those books that they force those kids from two on up to read in that school, and she's a board member. You know what she is? She's a liar is what she is. Yeah, exactly right. She's not honest, and some honesty is needed to be on the Supreme Court. She lacks judgment. She clearly lacks judgment. And she's clearly completely enthralled to whack-job extremists that are doing a lot of damage to this country. Either she is one, or she's scared to death of them. So she couldn't even come up with a basic answer to the question, what is a woman? Or when does life begin? How ridiculously disingenuous was it of her to pretend that that isn't a question that's relevant to her job as a Supreme Court justice? I mean, it's just a disaster. She shouldn't be anywhere near the Supreme Court. It's blatantly obvious after that first day of questioning. But again, this is all pure partisanship and tribalism so nobody's minds are going to change and the democrats have enough muscle to ram her through so we're going to get stuck with her oh yeah but it's a it's a bad day for america this is not what we need on the supreme court no she for for you know and i always have said this about sotomayor sotomayor is one of those act far left activists too well Sotomayor is going to appear like a moderate when this one makes it on to the Supreme Court because she is such a far-left activist that it's not even funny. I mean, when, when she wouldn't even answer the question from Senator Kennedy about when life begins, like you just mentioned, or when, when does the rest of the law, when does the law attach to a human being? You know, and she, uh, Senator, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of these things. And Dick Durbin sat up there. Of course, the Democrats have their war room. So after every time she was questioned, Dick Durbin came in and cleaned it up for her. Every time. Yeah, which is just sad. I mean, you, you know you're going to get this stuff going into the Supreme Court hearings. You know it's going to be the toughest job interview ever. And she gives off this impression, you know, kind of sadly reminiscent of Kamala Harris, that she didn't do any homework. It's like she looked surprised that anybody would look up what she actually did and said compared to what she wanted to say she did and said. And she was unprepared to deal with any of it. And it's so interesting to me watching this that she's running away at the speed of light from critical race theory and all this other crap that she was teaching that she clearly believes. I mean, I don't think that mean she's renounced it not at all she's going to enforce stuff like that on us when she has the power to but she and the democrats know how toxic it is and they're trying to, to cover their tracks instead of proudly saying you're darn right i believe in the 1619 project you know she they're not going to stand up for it they're weasels they're going to lie about it and then they're going to slam you upside the head with it when they have the power to do it but if you question her on these things or you press her on these things well you're a racist so she's in because she's a black female she is going to be given a pass by these people because they're going to they're, nobody wants to be branded as a racist Nobody wants to get after her and go deep, you know, uh, deep into these questions and and force some of these issues to come out. But she's either dumb or she's a liar or both because she doesn't have the answer. She didn't even know uh, the Dred Scott thing. And then we, the whole uh, child porn thing was just uh, frightening. Where uh, she, and, and Jeffrey Tubin goes on CNN obviously to back her up on this. And so now the belief is because child porn is ubiquitous. It's on the Internet. Everybody can get it. We ought to lessen the sentences for it. Are you kidding me? I know, and there's a darker agenda at play here. There's a real push on normalized pedophilia on the left. It's the next great frontier that they're marching towards in their sexuality quest, and you can see it reflected in this savage, dishonest attack on Florida's parental rights bill. They're absolutely desperate to get kids sexualized at very young ages. It's a huge part of the party agenda now, and this is part of it. Normalizing pedophilia is part of achieving that agenda. and That's part of what this is all about, reducing sentences, decriminalizing, and then the next step will be, who are you to 
say that a pedophile is wrong? Who are you to sit in judgment over him? Who are you to question his sexuality? And, and we're going to go down that insane rabbit hole. And anybody who thinks we can, I mean, just remember what where the world was, where America was 15 years ago, 10 yeah. years ago, and look at where we are now. And don't you doubt for a minute that they're serious about it. Oh, oh they're, they're a million percent serious about it. So this is what happens when you choose people to serve in serious positions who are very unserious people and also people who you, you choose them just based on checking the boxes like Joe Biden did with this nominee. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Okay, just stop right of- there. I can't go through this again. <laughs> The only thing I like about that is that it is perhaps a form of psychological warfare against our enemies to send her out to talk to places like Russia. I mean, that's kind of worth <laughs> bombing. The, the Russians shouldn't be upset about NATO peacekeepers. They should be upset about Kamala Harris speeches. That, I mean, you know, um, I, I'm laughing. It's not a laughing matter. You know, I said earlier that, that if, if you truly care, I'll give you an example. Any father head of household who doesn't have a great estate plan in place is not really a great father because you want to set up a plan should anything happen to you that you know the family's going to be taken care of or if you got a, a business you know you want people underneath you in that business you know that at a moment's notice because car wreck can happen or something stupid can happen so you want to make sure you got people who can jump right into that position and carry on right that's the whole point of a vice president the point of a vice president is somebody who can carry on and carry the nation forward but can also advise you on very when you're facing a 9-11 as an example you want to be able to call in somebody like a Dick Cheney or somebody like that that's got some experience and you want to get some thoughts. I can't imagine asking her a serious question about a serious topic anywhere in the world. Well, and the only consolation, if it really is a consolation, is that Joe Biden's not mentally fit for the office either. So the people that are running him will be running her when she takes over from him if he doesn't make it to 2024. And we're not really going to be in much different of a place. We'll have dumber speeches, I guess. You know, we'll have more of what you just played as opposed to Joe Biden losing his train of thought and just rambling on or babbling and things like that. In the end, I mean, neither one of them is mentally fit and neither one of them is really going to have anything to say about where the country goes. Your country right now is run by people you don't know, you didn't get to see you didn't get to vote for they're making all the decisions and they are radical they are dangerous and they're out to get you if you're in the middle class and they're doing a hell of a good job of it meanwhile and this will be the last one for us john meanwhile your governor continues to rock it i hope he's president one day uh, florida governor ron DeSantis declared emma wayant the real winner over the trans swimmer there's no such thing as a trans swimmer the male swimmer uh, that is uh, Ron DeSantis proclaiming Olympic silver medalist and Florida native Emma Went to be the true winner of the NCAA 500-yard freestyle championship despite being beaten by male swimmer Will Thomas last week. So way to go, uh, Governor DeSantis. And also yesterday he uh, signed a, a measure that will require high school financial literacy class to graduate, I think there also needs to be a government basics civics course that has to be taught, and you need to be able to prove that you that you uh, you know have that information as well. So again, you know, I, I think he's leading the nation in so many wonderful ways. 
And he's doing it on things that matter. This is important. This thing about the women swimmers is not just symbolic. There, there are girls whose lives were ruined by this absurdity of letting a man comp- compete against them. Their careers, their athletic careers were ruined. The, the one at the bottom or the ranking which just bounced right out of it because a man took her slot. I mean, this is nuts. And it's right that he stands up to it and says, this far, no further. We're going to start pushing back. Is this exactly the kind of leadership we need? The rest of the country, the rest of the Republican Party should rally around this and start bringing some basic sanity back. That's the funniest thing about this I can't tell you what a woman is because I'm not a biologist crack yesterday. Biology left the room a long time ago. <laughs> Biologists right. aren't the ones who say what's a woman is anymore. Politicians are. Well, and I think what you guys passed and what he uh, signed that Disney is opposed to and some of the other major corporations are opposed to the parental rights bill. It's not the don't say gay bill. It's the parental rights bill. Uh, this should happen all across the country. And it's going to happen all across the country. That's why you see co- co- companies like a Disney saying that they're going to fight it in Texas and other places as well. Uh, but it's smart legislation to get the schools out of the way of parenting. The kiddos don't belong to the schools. They don't belong to the state. They belong to parents. And parents are the ones that have the responsibility to raise those children. So that was another great move on behalf of you guys. It was, and I continue to think that the ultimate solution here is going to be privatization, school choice, the end of the public school bureaucracy. That's where this is all going, because once we get rid of that garbage and everybody's allowed to pick their own school, then you can settle some of these arguments on a local level. If you don't want to send your school kid to the school that sexualizes three-year-olds, and don't do it. You know, that's the ultimate answer that I think we're going to be coming around towards, but it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John Hayward. Breitbart.com is where you find him, the author of Dr. Zero. Year one, he's here every Wednesday at this time. I want to tell you about my friends over at Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. If you're in a lot of pain or you have limited mobility, let the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio help you out. The Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio have these uh, outpatient injections. They're gel injections that go in the knee. Because basically what's happening to you is the cartilage in the joint is breaking down. And as it wears and breaks down, you, you end up with a lot of pain, but you also have limited movement with your knees. So getting out of a vehicle can be difficult, much less playing a golf game or messing around in the pool with the kiddos. You know, that kind of stuff is, is more difficult because your knees hurt all the time. And doctors are quick to go, oh, well, knee replacement surgery. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. There might be an alternative to knee replacement surgery. In fact, It has worked out that way for a lot of folks, and the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio are ready to help you. Let's uh, get a free no-obligation screening to see if you're a candidate for this outpatient procedure. It's non-surgical. With the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, people are getting real relief from their arthritis pain and limited mobility. Call today and schedule your appointment at 210-940. Running a donut shop, never mind serving on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Well, donuts are serious business now. You start talking about eclairs and you get all that cream. How do, how do you get the cream inside eclair anyway, see? Especially the balls. Exactly. And I I bet she couldn't figure that part out. I'm serious. I bet she couldn't. I don't know. Where do you get the cream in there? What do I do? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I do. It's a giant hypodermic needle. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. Just like that, and it's in there. So uh, I'm a little sore today. My wife, I got a great wife, man. Best on the planet. Uh, she puts up with so much for me. Well, well, we we, we I, all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you ain't got to. Yeah, well, yeah. neither does she, really. Well, the, the difference is I get paid to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got that right. Uh, no, I, you know, because I wanted to, I, I, I have sat there for way too, I let these projects go without doing them. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
for a long time. I should have pulled the floors up a long time ago. And I should have cleaned up the, the shop a long time ago. This is all stuff. I, so I had to take four days off. Well, the weekend, two days, and uh, yesterday and Monday. I had to take those days off so I could finally get this uh, stuff accomplished. And I finally, finally got it done. Well, I'm not totally, you know. How do you ever get done? Right. But well, the, 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 here's the thing: you got to the, you got past the point of no return. I did. You know, now it has to be taken care of. Yep. Because you can't walk around your house with concrete floors. Right. For the rest of your life. No. Nope. Nancy will have none of that. Got it. <laughs> no. That's you the probably problem. wouldn't care. No, that's the problem. You put she, sawdust down there and think well, it was great. Hey, that when we bought that house, that's the way I wanted to leave the floors because. <laughs> I did. You I just, wanted to get, I wanted to leave the concrete slab. I want that honky tonk feel going on. In here. I wanted a concrete slab, right? Right. And I was going to drill a hole over in the corner of the living room so that I could just bring the hose in and hose down the floor of the house. And you know, somebody drops oh, something man. in there, a Come dog on. make a mess. You just bring in a hose and squirt it over in the corner and out in the hole, and in the backyard it goes. That's smart. That's just smart. She wouldn't go for that. Well, no, because you're treating your living room like it's a, you know. Yes, like, like it's, it's a the, concession stand like it's the, at a know, baseball stadium. In the middle of the party, you're breaking out a pressure washer. That's yeah. it. See? Come in here and pressure wash the floors. and You don't have to vacuum or nothing. I just bring in a pressure washer. <laughs> hey, the floors are ready. It's like he's, he's got the service center over at Sears. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, I got a craftsman for everything. Right. Exactly. But it's and not. Drop something on the floor, sprinkle some cat litter on it. We're good. But see, here's, here's exactly the conversation, though. It's not that she wouldn't put up with concrete floors. The problem is she would because she loves me. So she'd be like, okay, honey, if that's what you think we ought to do. <laughs> and then I got a deal, you know, in my own head. Right. No, that's not what we ought to do. I need to get some flooring. So right. I have a meeting tomorrow morning to choose flooring and to have the flooring come. Okay, I'm great. moving things. Are you around. thinking you're going to go back with? Are you going to go to carpet? You're going to have something? Oh like, no, like, carpet! Car- 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 carpet is of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> carpet is of the devil. Mm-hmm. S- somebody south of here created carpet. <laughs> and I, when I mean south of here, I mean universe south of here. Oh, I'm okay. not talking about. I thought Mexico. you meant like you know Browns- no. Brownsville or no, something. No, no, no. Oh no, no more. No carpet. No, it's over. Got to go. Not happening ever again. I will never own another shred of carpet in my life. And they say never say never. I feel good about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe Namath guarantee on 